This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Good evening. My name is Pastor Abel. If you don't know me, I, I, I'm the children's director. And um, yeah, so I'm just honored to, to be here today. I didn't know what to do, so I kind of brought everything. Um, I like props. So actually, Rafa, can we put the props up? So I have a, an awesome message to teach you tonight. And, um, and uh, yeah, let me, let me just, uh, Rafa, hold this. Tell a joke. <clears throat> All right, are you guys ready? All right, what did the little chicken say to the big chicken? You got to guess. You got to guess first. My wife loves this joke. Close, close. Pew, pew. Okay, all right. <laughs> Tough crowd tonight. Tough crowd tonight. I bet if there was money involved, you guys would laugh a lot. Yeah, I got $1,400 to you. That's another joke. Okay, I'm losing them, Pastor Abel. I'm losing them. Help, help. <laughs> Come on, applaud them. That was good. That was good. All right, um, so, so Vange, um, so I may move around from slide to slide. So all you have to do is hit escape. And then if I say slide 12, click that number, and then that cool little thing. I do PowerPoints. I do fireworks. I have to do it all because that's the way children learn, which is how we should learn. We should engage all of our senses with him. It's not just study. It's play, right? Right? There's a reason the Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good, not taste and know. We know a lot. A lot of you know too much. So I'm here to just have fun and uh, preach and uh, oh, I'm so excited. Okay, here we go. Are we ready? Shaka Baba. All right, go ahead and start from slide one. All right, so this is your job. It's so funny because I was like, oh my God, St. Patrick's Day. No wonder you had me come and play up here. So, so I have a green ladder. So we're gonna, this is what we're going to do. We're, 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 we're going we're gonna to do this. So this is Psalm 3.8. We ready? Here we go. I'll just read it for you. For the Lord alone is my Savior. What a feast of favor and bliss he gives his people. Pause in his presence. So that's what I want us to do. I'm just going to read a lot of scripture to you. I'm just going to pound truth that you can't debate me about. And that you're just going to, I, I was telling Nate earlier, I was like, how many of you in the 70s did like, you don't have to raise your hand, like, is it like PCP, LSD and all that stuff, right? So I have a new drug for you, PHP. We're going to pause in his presence. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to PHP. So when you hear something, you're not going to, you're going to pause and you're going to have a moment and let him overwhelm you with truth. Is that okay? So anytime I say something, you're like, I don't agree with you. And there's a scripture on there. You can't debate me. So just pause in his presence. Okay. Is that cool? All right. Next one. Right arrow. All right. We'll get there. Just the keyboard, right arrow. Oh, oh yeah. Click on, make sure you stay clicked on that. If you click off something else. Right arrow. There you go. All right. Here we go. First scripture. Shaka baba baba debi. Oh my gosh. Actually, this is totally wrong. I don't know where we're going. Just kind of know where we're going. Colossians 3. Here we go. This is where we have to start. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, Feast, everyone say feast, 
on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill, say fill, fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So what we're going to do today as a family is we're going to yearn, feast, and fill and take bliss in heavenly realities. Is that okay? So I have two ladders here. and I'm going to jump back and forth. So this is my law ladder. This is, represents self-effort. And that right there represents everything Jesus did. So we're going to see where you are tonight. It's like a, it's like a game show. It'd be great. Great. So heavenly realities. Heavenly reality is a reality that's real. And I love the word reality. It's another word that could be used there is tangible. It's not just, oh, it's a reality. No, no. It's not just your imagination. It's an actual reality, one that you can explore, one that you could touch. It's a reality. For example, God calls us his children. Yes? You can't debate me. I don't need to go to scripture that. Sons and daughters. How many of you think, like I ever thought like God is wants to be angry with you and punish you. Has anyone ever had that thought? Have you ever had that thought? Like he wants to punish you, be angry at you, whatever it is. Okay, so we know scripture. So next slide, right arrow. Just, yeah. So a year ago on Saturday, I gave, I was gonna say I gave birth. I didn't do the work. Um, I had the fun work, yes. Um, I birthed this beautiful boy named Judah. And it was such an amazing moment because I've, I've known I'm a son, but at this moment, it became a reality. I knew it. I can quote you it. I can quote you it. That for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, made me a son. I'm holy, flawless, da 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 da, da. But it wasn't until this moment that it became such a real reality that he came out and I touched my son and Pastor Kathy was there. And it was this overwhelming feeling of, of joy and crying. And I was, there was snot and, and, it was, it was literally like a drug. It was something that I couldn't explain. And at that moment, because I knew this moment was coming, I turned to him and I said, God, is this how you feel? Hi, Levi. Everyone, this is Levi. This is my nephew. Oh, he's so cute. No, he's playing. Play. I mean, I'm down. Shoot. So at that moment, I was like, God, I was like, God, is this how you feel about humanity? And he said, every single second. It was at that moment that I was like, okay, there's, there's a reality that I thought I knew, but I wasn't feeling, wasn't encountering, wasn't tasting. And I was like, okay. So I began on this journey with God for really the past year. And, oh my gosh. All right, Nate, help me out. <laughs> He's so cute though, right? But if you feel spirit led, let him, let him go. I'm all down. I'm all down. I love it, right? Beautiful picture. I just, I easily step on children. That's my problem. Size 15. But the reality is this. It says, can you go uh, left arrow? Sorry, left arrow. Yeah. Awesome. Look at that last part. Don't be distracted with what? Natural realm. Natural realm. The natural realm right now is shouting at you. There's a race problem. There's a political problem. You're hurting. You're broken. Whatever the natural realm is. There's a reason Paul says, feast, fill, and flood yourself on heavenly realities. Heavenly realities. Realities that are right here, right now. And it's all because of what Jesus. And so, can you go right arrow, right arrow? That's left arrow. You got one more? All right. 
So, I love this scripture. So, Paul, who once was a murderer, if you don't know his story, he was Saul, and he was murdering Christians because he thought he knew God. He thought he knew God. He really thought he, he was doing God's work. And then Jesus hired him himself to teach us grace. He was this man that knew inside and out that you want to get God, this is how you get God. You be holy, you be perfect. And I, I know this, I know every step, I know what every single one of these means. I know everything that if, if you sin this way, you have to clean yourself this way, that this is the way to get to God. This is it. This is how, what I can do to get him. And then he met him and was like, I missed it. Was so I know it and was like, okay, okay. And in this one verse, it, it, it launched him into a journey where, where living faith is going, where all things are possible. All things are possible. There are no buts. There are no ifs. It's all things are possible. Romans 5.17 says those who receive, and this is Paul, Grace and righteousness will reign in life. We, each one of you was called to reign, which means every room you walk into, you have the highest influence, no matter what. That, that, that's, that's grace. That's righteous. That's what happens when you receive it. When you receive it, you get to reign. On your job, you reign. When you're at Walmart, you reign. Everything that you do, he created you to reign. So if you're not reigning, we have a lack of receiving we do. We have a lack of receiving grace and righteousness. And Paul became a master at it because he had to simplify his life. And this was the simplicity that launched his ministry. He had to start from this one place. I know everything. I studied the textbooks. I got it down. I, I, I worked hard on this, God. I, I, got, I worked hard on this. My prayers, my, my, my fasting, my, I got it down. I, 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 I struggle with porn. So I know what I, I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling broken. So I, I feel like God is so far away. So I know what to do. The world feels like there's a race problem. So I, I know how to, I, I, I. And then he met him. Then he gave all this up and he said, and I love this in the Amplified, I resolve to know nothing, to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of the knowledge of nothing and to be conscious, heavenly reality. This is the launch into the heavenly reality. To be conscious of nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus and Jesus crucified. And everything, everything that, that, that even the Bible, even the Bible, even this law that I so study that I thought I knew, it's now through one lens. Even as I go from Genesis to Revelation, it's, it's Jesus and Jesus crucified. Next, next slide, right arrow. This is the uh, message translation. I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First Jesus, who is he? And then Jesus, what he did. 
what he accomplished, what he did from start to finish, not involving you or any of your help or any of your effort or any of your sweat. So everything through this lens, and this is why the, the word should be exciting. If you're not exciting, you've probably put I back into it. Oh gosh, if you, if you dare start with who is this, you will sniff the pages. You will lick the pages because it's so good. I promise you. Oh, I so promise you. Ask Nate, I used to put my message Bible in the fridge to keep it cool. Who is Jesus and what Jesus did? So tonight we're on a journey of 2,000 years ago. Who is he and what did he do? And you can't debate me. So next slide. So don't get scared. Don't get scared. This was a joy set before him. This was a joy set before him because he was trying to do something for you, to you, through you. It was all about Y-O-U, you. So Paul's on this journey is of every, every, so basically he got born. He's like, okay, so every step I'm going to take and everything I go through, I'm going to start with who is Jesus? And wait, wait, what did he do before I go and do something? Does that make sense? Before he does anything, before even like, I, I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling unholy right now. Let me go pray. I know what to do. I need to go pray. Okay, before that, I'm going to stop and go, who is Jesus? And what did he do? And this was the journey of Paul. This was the journey of Paul. Are we ready to go? All right. Next slide. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He forgot what he said in 1 Corinthians. <laughs> I'm determined to know nothing except Jesus and Jesus crucified. And then 2 Corinthians 12, right before this, he gets hit. This is where he pleads and he goes, God, help, God, help. This, this one thing, this, I have this weakness that if you could just take it away, I'll be okay. That, that could be anything. If you look up the word weakness there, he, it actually could be, it could be spiritual, could be physical, could be anything, could be, could be uh, anything, anything, any weakness. And he's going, take this. He's pleaded to God with three times, help, 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 help. And then he spoke. And this next verse is in red. And he heard this voice. Hey, Paul. Hey, hey, Chabachuchu. Chabachuchu. Jesus. Paul, my grace, what I did for you is more than enough. And my power, my power, this word power, New King James says strength, it's dunamis. It's supernatural. It's let there be light and there's light. It's let there be light. Like it's, it's dead raising. It's, it's, it's dynamite power. Where does he say it lives? Paul, you're weak right now. I can see it. Don't go there. Who I am and what I did for you is more than enough. And my power finds its full expression through what? Through your weakness. If you're not seeing power in your life, guess where it lives? Not where you're comfortable. Not with what you know. Not where you're like, okay, God's good here. You'll never see power. It was in his weakness. And Paul was like, 
Okay, let me go back to what I said earlier. Who is Jesus and what did you accomplish? Oh. Oh. Oh my God, I will celebrate my weakness. For when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated, but I'm delighted. My weakness, this, yes, yes. I know, it's crazy, right? I'm battling porn. Oh, oh my gosh. I know this is hard to understand. It's grace. It's grace. It's his power, not your strength that's going to change you. If you want to change yourself, don't be a Christian. Go read self-help books. Go do yoga. Go do AA, whatever you got to do. The Christian walk is supernatural because you have to trust and let him do it. So I'm not defeated by my weakness, but I'm delighted. Next verse, right arrow? I love this. Oh, I love this. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side, face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger. And then I love this verse. This is for all you tonight. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. What you're afraid is actually an invitation to a portal to God's power. Who is Jesus? What did he do? What did he accomplish for you already? Remember, so Paul's journey, and we're going to go through it, is a continual awakening of, oh, oh, oh my, oh my, you're, that's the Christian, this is the glory to glory. The glory to glory is, you conquered, I can be more than a conqueror. But we have to rest, and this is where we miss it. This is where we miss it. We rest so much on our faithfulness and our obedience. Your faithfulness and your obedience, is, I'm, I'm going to say this, everyone look at me, it is not the first priority for God. Your first priority to God is enjoy what he did. Enjoy, taste, encounter it. But we're taught, got to clean, got to, dang it, I messed up. I, I. Now, this, the crazy thing about this ladder, according to Romans 7, I think it's verse 14, every time you step foot on this, you know what the Bible says? You arouse the sinful nature. You awaken something that Jesus murdered. That's why so many people struggle with addiction. I... Oh, I did one day, <laughs> two days, three days, one year, two years. Ah! Paul, okay, I'm, who are you and what did you already accomplish when you said it is finished 2,000 years ago? And that right, right arrow? So this is the message translation for that verse. Now pay attention because this right here is is. It's all the key, but I'm going to keep saying this a lot. It's the gospel. It's, it's all about him. Read Romans 1. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, Romans 1 says the gospel is all about God's son. It's really, it's okay. Um, so the message says this. Once I heard that, once he heard Jesus say, hey, Paul, my power 
is awakened in your weakness, Paul goes. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. Oh, I'm making you so uncomfortable. We're not taught that. I was glad to let it happen. And here it is. Here it is. Here's, here's, here it is. I quit focusing on the handicap. I quit focusing on the natural reality. And I began appreciating what? The gift. Something that you already have. He began appreciating something he did 2,000 years ago. Not, I'm waiting to give it to you. He began appreciating what he already had. You know what the word appreciate means? It means this. Look at me. To recognize the full value of something. I'm weak here, Paul. My gift is more than enough. Okay, let me go back to to who are you and what did you accomplish? And he began this process called prayer and getting in the word and encountering. And his value for Jesus kept going up and up. For example, Colossians 2. So after this, you have Ephesians, Colossians, and so on. So all the letters are, are an awakening that Paul is telling us what he's experiencing. For example, there was a time where he went, Jesus, help! There's demons and principalities! And he's like, dang it, I did it again. Who are you? What did you do? Colossians 2. You disarmed all principalities and powers. You made a public spectacle of the enemy. And you moved every accusing voice from my life. Oh my gosh, I need to go preach the gospel to someone. He began to value what was already his. Another one, Jesus, Jesus, I need more blessing. I did it again. (sighs) Ephesians 1, who are you? What did you... I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You mean I've had this the whole time? Oh my gosh, so I will celebrate. I will rejoice. And you're not going to feel it. It's the truth. The reason you weren't vibrating in praise or worship, the reason you're not, is some of you are waiting for a feeling instead of appreciating what's the truth. You're there. You're there. You're finished. He doesn't need you to change you. He just did it. And you're awakening to it. As mostly the veil has been removed. It wasn't, Paul, give me more blessing. Oh, thank you for my blessing. It's, oh my, been blessed with every spiritual blessing? You're kidding me. This is glory to glory. Every day, every step, no matter what happens, is an opportunity for you to enter faith, what I call rest. Hebrews talks about the word faith as rest. Why are you resting? Because he did something. We're resting in the, what he did, the finished work of Christ. Is this making sense? So tomorrow when you wake up, Glory to glory is, who is he? What did he already accomplish? And unfortunately, I'm going to spit on some people with this. We love process and we teach process. I, 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 
I, I don't rebuke process. I rebuke it if you, if you start here. That's why it's who is Jesus and what did he do? Every single verse, you have to now take it through who is Jesus and what did he do? It's no longer, oh God, oh God, where are you? It's, oh my gosh, oh God, oh God, you're here. I can't escape your presence. You've been here the whole time. Read your Bibles. The value. Psalms, I love the Psalms, but take it to who is Jesus and what did he accomplish? Because now when you read the Bible, if you don't take it through that one lens, you will pervert this and you will add this to this. Now, here's the thing about this, and this is true. There is glory here. There's glory here. Paul tells you, 2 Corinthians 14, there's glory here. Look at the Old Testament. There's, man, man, how many of you have experienced this? Like, man, there's some glory here. I actually, I got breakthrough here. Yeah, yeah, there's glory. He's still a good father. (laughs) He doesn't change. He changed you. (laughs) He's still a good father. But he says this, in second, I think in 2 Corinthians 14, he says, if the ministry of condemnation, the law had glory, the ministry of righteousness, sonship, the fact that you're now holy and flawless because of what he did, there's so much more glory. So much more glory. So much more glory. Is this heading home? There is so much more glory here. There is glory here. Romans 6, it's not there, but I'm going to read it in the message translation because you need to hear this. If you have your Bible app, go to Romans 6. Get it out. This is truth. This is your drug. This is, you can't debate this. This is, oh yeah, now. This is now. I'm going to start in verse 6 and go through 11. This is the message translation. Romans 6. Shake Baba. The gospel means good news. If, if I say the word gospel, and if I say the word happy hour, you should be like way more jacked up for the gospel. Because that's this is, this is truth. I mean, come on. The church doesn't want what we have because we're really not enjoying the fullness of what we have. Who is he and what did he already do? Look up the word like bliss and ecstasy in the Bible. It's in there. (laughs) We ready? Could it be any clearer our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ? A decisive end to that sin miserable life. No longer at sin's every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. Everyone look at me. But alive, he brought God down to you. He, Jesus, what he did brought God down to you. 
And I mean the fullness of who he is, not, here's a little bit. It pleased the Father to put the fullness in Jesus. And then Jesus prayed for all of us, the same glory I have, I'm giving you. And I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. And everything that is God is now yours. How do we access it? Take everything. Who is Jesus? What did he do? I'm going to keep reading. But alive, remember, alive means this is Christ crucified. But alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think this way. Here's your heavenly reality. So if you need to do a PCP moment with this, go ahead and do it. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue and you hang on every word. You are dead. Everyone say dead to sin and alive to God. That is what Jesus did. If you want to argue me, read Romans 6, read Colossians 2, read Colossians 1, read Galatians 2.24. Self-effort law. Who is Jesus and what did he accomplish? Uh, Next slide. I think I put the picture there. Yes. I have to keep going through here. I, I know people don't like this picture. You, 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 can't, you can't tiptoe around the cross to get to the grave. You got to go through him. You got to go through what he went through. What he went through. Everyone go ahead and look at that real quick. And I'm going to read you what's on there right now about you. This is Colossians 2. And this is verse 14. This is what's on there about you. Here you go. You can't argue me. Bible. Sorry. He canceled out every legal violation you had on your, on your record. The old arrest warrant that stood to indict you, he erased it all. Your sins, your stained soul, he deleted it all and it cannot be retrieved. Everything you once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Permanent public display of cancellation. Everything you once were in Adam. Everything. Everything. Everything that causes anger, jealousy, rage, da-da-da-da. Nailed on there publicly. Yeah, Abel, but I'm, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, Paul wasn't feeling it either. He pleaded three times, help my wife, help holiness. I, I'm, I, I don't feel holy. He took it here and then, and I believe this is very important where we're going. He took it to a place of celebration. That doesn't say Paul felt it and then celebrated. He probably didn't feel it. But I guarantee you, as he started celebrating, something happened. Start celebrating, and I promise you'll feel something. I promise you. I promise you. 
I promise you. Your breakthrough is in the weakness, is in your discomfort. It's amazing. We just had a meeting with Pastor Gavin, all the leaders, and he said, where we're going, you have to hit those discomfort places. We have to hit those places. If you want to know where your discomfort is, be aware of any hesitation throughout your day. Anytime you hesitate. Anytime you want to give an excuse. Anytime you want to disqualify you. The accuser does one thing and he does it really well. Well, not really. Once you hang out with him long enough. He's here to disqualify you from being a son. On my Facebook page, I, I wrote this on his birthday. I said, if someone was telling Judah lies, if someone kept going to my son Judah and going, you're disqualified from being his son. You sin. You masturbate too much. You do too much sin. I wouldn't punish my son. I would murder the voice. That's what he did to your sin. He murdered it. He was never angry at you. He was angry at sin. He murdered your sin because that's what a father would do. He murdered your sin so that now you can enjoy, take pleasure in father. You're a son. I don't wake my son up at two in the morning going, okay, come on, let's work at being loved by me. No, he's just, and here he comes, loved by me. Right now, he's loving you, whether you feel it or not. When you drive, he's shouting, I love you. When you drive, he's shouting, you're holy, you're holy. You know what Paul writes in, in Romans? It says he's, you are now, and I love this, you are now a slave to righteousness. What is a slave? A slave is someone has to obey me and I don't have to give them anything. I don't have to give them any intimacy. I'm not intimate with them. I don't know them. They, they, I tell what and they just do it. You are now a slave to righteousness. Do you know what that means? Righteousness is the ability that you are now holy and flawless so that now you can go face to face with God and just get intimacy. In other words, you are now a slave to his love and you can run and go into your sin all you want, but he's going to follow you and be there and hurt for you and love you. That's where you are. That is, that is what he did. You are now a slave to his love. Even if you don't feel it, know it or, or are experiencing it where you go now, he goes. That's why in Romans eight, Paul gets overwhelmed. What can separate me from the love of God? Oh my God, neither death nor sin nor, oh my gosh, I can't escape this. Stephen was so hopped up on Jesus that even while he was being stoned and feeling so much pain, he was like, there's Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And the religious people were like, what? And they killed him even harder. He was so enjoying Jesus. He was so lost in pleasure. Of being a son. My son enjoys the fullness of me. He enjoys my beard. He hits me where he shouldn't hit me. And I never get mad at him. He gets all of this. Because he's my son. And it's not his fault. You get all of him. And it has nothing to do with you. This is no longer even an option now. That's what Jesus did. It's 
24-7. Let's get value. I'm struggling with finances. Good. Who is Jesus? What did he accomplish? This makes everything possible, which means every morning when your feet hit the floor, you should hear this. (sighs) Hey, son, daughter, all things are possible. Let's have a great day. Because that's the truth. He's dealt with your past. Even if you choose to revisit it, he's still dealt with it. And to revisit your past, guess whose voice you're listening to? Another word for him is the accuser. That's all he's doing. There's 24 hours in a day. Which voice are you hearing? Now, I've learned this. Anytime I feel accused, I do the opposite. I don't feel good in this, in this area. Oh, I'm going to go do it even faster now. And sometimes that's the key. Where you feel hesitation, I dare you do the opposite. Um, next, next slide. Let's get to the end. Let's get to the... Um, stop right there. I love this. I don't need the ladder for this because you can't debate me. You can't, you can't argue with me because we do this too. I'm bringing this back just real quick for demonstration. I want more. I need to enter more. Oh, Paul, dang, I did it again. There's Paul. <laughs> Entering into his fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. It's not a matter of being circumcised or keeping a long list of laws. No, you're already in. Insiders, not through some secretive initiation rite, but rather through what? What Christ has already gone through. Who is he and what did he accomplish? For you, destroying the power of sin. Entering into his fullness is resting in what he did. Going through that one lens, who is he and what did he do? It's so important where we're going. Everything has to now go through that lens. There are so many distractions. There are so many distractions. Race, political, there is. Take it through that lens. If you're feeling anxiety, whatever it is, take it through that lens. That's the answer. Next verse. Running out of time. Kids are here. So here I talked about rest, right? Here's Paul again. Love Paul. We ready? As we enter into God's faith, rest life, we seize from our own works. How do I stop doing this? Rest. Just as God celebrates his finished works and rest in them, so then we must what? Be eager to experience this faith or rest life so that no one falls short by following the same patterns of doubt and unbelief. Ephesians 1 says this, how many of you have an obedience problem? Like, God, I just need to obey God more. You, you don't have an obedience problem. You have a pleasure problem. You have an enjoy, enjoy, enjoying what he did problem. Colossians puts it this way. And he talks about the old nature that we breathed in unbelief and we exhaled disobedience. Disobedience comes from unbelief, from not resting and who he is, and what he did. If I don't start there, I will disobey. But if I start there, you'll kick someone in the gut if they have a tumor just to see it leave. This is why Smith Wigglesworth was phenomenal. He only read the Bible. And every time he preached, he said two words, only believe. There's a reason. He did it. He did it. 
he so did it. Why are you not bold? Why, why, why is it rest? Who is he and what did he do? Uh, next slide. We have boldness through him and free access as kings before the father. Because why? Here we go. Why? Why do we get everything? Why? This is where it part involves you. A hundred percent of your confidence is in whose faithfulness? Is it yours? Is it your faithfulness? Is it your obedience? Do you think he wants your obedience? Or does he want you to rest on his obedience and what he did first? It's in Christ's faithfulness what he did, not you. Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't. If you ever go, I just need to be more obedient. Stop. 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 That'll lead you straight to this. I promise you. I, I'll go to Vegas and bet against you and make a lot of money. I bet you'll sin again. Oh, I, I'll bet against you so quick and make lots of money. But you start with who is Jesus? What did he accomplish? I rest and then take it to a place of celebration. I don't feel like it. I, okay? The feeling will come. Just like when you drink alcohol, the feeling will come. I don't go, oh, I believe in the alcohol. No, I, I taste it. I, I, okay? It comes. The feelings come. I promise you. Next slide. Pastor Kathy, is this okay? Okay. We good? Are you guys, just say boo. You won't hurt me. That's what the kids do. Boo, super book. I'm like, all right, super book it is. All right. Here we go. Because I, I, I have to hit this because the devil wants you to rest on your faithfulness. He wants you to rest on what you can do. That's all he wants to do is, is, is you need to do something. You need to where So it is impossible for God to lie. It's Hebrews 6.18. For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And now, here's what Paul's doing. We have run into his heart to hide where? Where are you hiding? We hide ourselves in his faithfulness. What he did. His faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort. For he empowers us to seize what he has already. Ready? Already, 2,000 years ago been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. Who are you running to? What is your excuse for anything right now you're struggling? Think about it. If there's a weakness of like, this is one thing. Are, are you running into his faithfulness or are you trying to prove something to him? If you're trying to prove something to them, you just stepped onto this. Have fun on the way down. His faithfulness. This is why, this is why it's exciting. This, this, he did it. This is why even if I come in here and I don't feel it, he still did it. I'm taking off my shirt. I'm going to kick off my shoes. I don't, I don't care. He did it. Because I'm going to rest and be determined to rest on what he did. I, I did that thing again. Oh, well, I'm going to rest on his faithfulness. Obviously, you're not encountering it. So I'm going to celebrate. Makes no sense. Yes. None of these books make sense. If you haven't figured that out. The peace of God doesn't make sense. That's why he said it surpasses your understanding. Don't wait for your mind. Get your heart moving. He's there. That's why we celebrate. Next slide. I think I'm almost done. 
This is once again Hebrews. Read Hebrews in the Passion. I dare you. You'll, you'll have the best sleep in the world because it's all about rest. You'll be like, oh, he really wants me to be serious about my rest. <laughs> yes, he's very serious about you entering into his rest. He's very serious about it. Very serious about it. Very serious about it. I love this. He brings up Old Testament. Ready? Oh, I love this. Sarah's faith. Remember, she was in a place where she needed a miracle. She can't bear kids. Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was bearing and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested. Ah, there's that word rest. Where did it rest? Where did it rest? In the one who made the promise. And she tapped into his faithfulness, not hers. She didn't even bring her faithfulness to the table. She had a new covenant relationship that she didn't go, I'm faithful. It was like, I'm so unfaithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. You don't change. Mm. And the reason you're disobedient is because you're not enjoying it. Not good news. That's like saying, like, the reason you, 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 you keep sinning is you're not doing enough drugs. You're not enjoying him enough. You're not delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know what delight means? It means to enjoy being a son. Just look at my wife real quick. Look at that little dude. Do that. Do that. Everyone look. Look. Go ahead, babe. Do it. Do that. Every second of every day, that's where you're at. When you choose to sin, that's where you're at. Sorry. I just read the Bible to you. I'm so sorry. So sorry. I'm sorry I ruined your process and your formulas that you so love and you get breakthrough with. So sorry. I'm not here to glorify you. I'm here to glorify who he is and what he did. Oh, he's so cute. So this weekend we taught him a new thing. We go, we go, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. And he raises his hands. He's getting tired. But we taught him a new one where my aunt and uncle go, let's teach him happy hour. Happy hour. There he goes. Look, he's up. He's up. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Eh, praise Jesus. Woo! <laughs> the reality of this, what he did because of this, everyone look at me. No matter what, because of this, every hour is happy hour in the kingdom. Be joyful always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Why? Because what your weakness is, he so did it. So I celebrate. I get intoxicated of who he is and what he did. No matter what. Every hour in the kingdom is happy hour. The, and the devil, can, he, can't, he can't create. He just perverts. Pleasure is God's idea. He just makes you pay for it. With shame, condemnation, and your money. And God goes, oh, it's so free. And it comes from me. Does this make sense? Are we good? He's clapping. He's applauding me. Yeah, come on. But like, that's it. Who is Jesus and what did he accomplish? For you parents out there, you, you, you really need to start teaching your kids this. Because if they don't know who he is and what he did, when you send them to college, you're not going to like when they come back. 
The distraction out there is getting louder and louder, which tells me he's inviting us to even, even greater pleasure, greater glory, 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 that every Sunday it's even greater glory. It's greater intoxication of who is he and what did he do? It should be greater joy. It should be greater rest. Every hit should bring you to a place of, oh, what did Paul say? Oh, I let it happen. Oh, I got a bill today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right? I'm struggling again. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm going to delight in this one. I'm going to delight in his faithfulness. Isn't this fun? I know some of you are like, weirdo. Oh, I told you. Totally am. Totally am. So I have to do this. I, nothing brings me more joy than preaching the gospel. And uh, I, I'll be a fool. I'll be a fool. I'll be, this is, this is holy and flawless. And, and he, uh, just, he enjoys me. And I'm going to let him do it. And I don't care what you think. How many of you, okay, okay, okay. Now look at me, look, let's get serious for a second, real quick, real quick. How many of you during praise or worship held back something? Because you thought someone might see something, honestly. How many of you like, I kind of wanted to, that's not freedom. And you're in a church. And you think you're going to go out there and raise the dead? And you're like, everyone look that way. I did it. Every Sunday is, he did it. Let's go crazy. Let's go. We're not trying to work up faith. No, the gospel supplied the faith. It's not, let's get faith working. It's no, he supplies the faith. That's what the gospel does. Come on. He's so last such, my son. Okay. Are we good? Could we just... I want everyone just, we're, we're, we're going to, I just, I need, I need an opportunity. Can I, can we just do one opportunity? I need everyone just to stand up. I just spoke a lot of truth. And real quick, if you have to just spread out, just real quick, I gave you a lot of truth. Just spread out. Just close your eyes real quick. And PCP. Pause in what's already available. There's so much available to you right now. What do you want? And there's no excuses. You're resting now on what he did. You're not bringing who you are to the table anymore. Because who you are is he's dealt with you. You're brand new. You're perfect. You're holy. You're flawless. You're his son. You're his daughter. You're his beloved. He doesn't like when you're in pain. Just like it crushes me when I see my son in pain. And he's such a better father. Take a moment. Pause and feast.
Yeah. Now let it out. Express it any way you want. It's time to stop caring what you think about the person next to you. They need your freedom. When you're free, someone else will jump on board. Stop waiting. You might be the pioneer that, set, that sparks other people. Stop hesitating. Let it go. All of you. Amen? And I'm going to end with this. This is it. I'm just going to end with this. This is sec- Colossians. You got it, buddy. Second Colossians 2.8. Be aware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. I say that to you because that's the devil. That's all he wants to do. He wants to intimidate you so that you don't experience the fullness. You have it. Everyone to the next to you and say, you're so full of it. You're full of it, Asia. You're full of it. Van, you're full of it. You're full of it. You're so full of it. Yes, thank you. You're full of it. You're full of it. I'm so full of it. Come on now. Shaka Baba. I'm so full of it. And my last verse is this. Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers. Everyone stop because I just heard in my spirit. Oh, I know this. Shut up. Humble yourself. Serious. I'm so serious right now. (laughs) Play. Just play. Be like him play. Ready? Here we go. He canceled out. All right, I just did that one. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and older spiritual authority and a power to accuse you. No one now can ever accuse you or disqualify you from experiencing his presence. Nothing, nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone hands up. Everyone, jump three times. Just jump three times. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, here we go. We're, we're, we're going to scream like he finished it, okay? That's what I have to do with my kids. I got to treat you like kids. Real quick, something about praise. I've learned this about children's back there. My, my kindergarten through third graders, when it comes to praise, will do cartwheels and do anything. But as soon as fourth and fifth grade, they start going, someone's watching. There's a reason, and he said, enter in like a child. There's your breakthrough. My kindergartners, as soon as I put on music, it's just like. <laughs> they don't care how big they are. They don't care. They don't care if they might break a leg trying to somersault there. But my older ones go. But here's the thing, though. My older ones are good at worship. They'll go, okay, I can do this. But praise the little ones, my kindergartners. They don't. They don't, they don't give a flip. That's all I'm going to say. So it's time to not give because he did it. You're free. Ready? Here we go. So Jesus, so say Jesus. Yeah. You so did it. <laughs> and I celebrate my weakness. So Jesus, here's my weakness. Now scream.
All right. All things are possible. Go have fun. Love you guys. We're just blessed this night. Bless you guys. Thank you for letting me come and play with you. Amen. Go drink tonight. Go drink. Go drink.